Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Kian and Reese. These two guys sent some pictures that I put up on the website, and I love these drawings. They're from this story arc, The Mist Fairy Defenders. One of the drawings is of a big earth beast being blasted by Lucas's lightning sword, and another is of the evil wizard Dredge. And I love his nasty red eyes and his sharp teeth. Thanks for those drawings, guys. And thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And one more thing. Head over to the website and visit the store page because I've posted something there that is completely free that I think you'll like. I wrote two super silly Mad Libs about some friends from the Valley, and I think you'll get a kick out of filling those out. If you do fill them out and think that they are super hilarious, then please email them to me so that I can share them with everyone else. Now, on to the story. When we left off last, the battle in and around Dredge's castle was mayhem. Outside, the Academy Kids and the Valley Town Ninjas and some of the Clown Ninjas were recently joined by the Goblin Horde, who just burst through the ground and started laying waste to Dredge's Earth Beasts. So now they had a chance. Momo, Tubes, and some other Clown Ninjas were on the stairs leading up to Dredge's laboratory. They were just getting ready to burst in and face him head-on, and that's where we'll jump back into the action with Momo, Tubes, and some other ninjas. They rushed up the stairs. Normally, they'd kick in the door all super-tough ninja style, but Dredge had blown it off its hinges earlier when he was blasting at Momo. So they just ran in the room and caught Dredge looking out over the battle taking place on the ground. He had his magical staff pointed down to the ground, and he was bringing to life more of the earth beasts. The heroes took advantage of this distraction. Tubes whipped out her staff and let loose a loud, powerful bolt of magic that hit Dredge right in the back. At the same time, Momo leaped over tables and hit Dredge's staff with his sword, hoping to knock it out of his hand. And the clown ninjas rushed him, trying to swarm over him and keep him from casting any magic. The force of Tubes's blast knocked Dredge forward, and he groaned in pain. 
He bent over one of the window openings in the laboratory, and Momo's strike knocked his staff out of his hand, and it fell to the ground below. The clown ninjas tackled Dredge then and tried stripping him of any other potions or weapons that he had. Dredge then roared in frustration. He slammed into Momo, even with the other ninjas attacking him. He then clenched his fists, and lightning covered his body. Electricity crawled across his back and arms and body, and the shocked ninjas let go of him and dropped to the ground. For a moment, Momo thought that maybe Tubes had hit him with an electric blast or something. Then Momo and the rest of them saw that it was his magic doing that. Dredge made it happen. His teeth were clenched. I don't need that staff to defeat you. You have no idea how powerful I am. Dredge then began to glow bright red, and his eyes and everything looked to be on fire. And he grew and grew and grew until he reached the roof of the laboratory, and then he kept on growing. And Tubes and Momo and the ninjas watched as he grew right through the roof. The roof cracked and broke and fell on them, and they scrambled to crawl under tables to avoid the debris. Momo fearlessly ran to Dredge, who was the size of a whale by now, and he drove his sword right into Dredge's foot, and Dredge cried out in pain. Momo pulled out another sword, and Tubes began blasting Dredge with magic bolts. Dredge just smiled and ripped off the roof of the castle entirely. He floated up a few feet away from the heroes, and he began to change form. In seconds, he had shape-shifted into a dragon, a massive dragon, twice the size of any dragon they'd ever seen. And the dredge dragon laughed a terrible laugh, <laughs> and breathed white-hot fire down on the heroes in his laboratory. They ducked under the tables, some of which were now on fire. Momo and Tubes didn't know what to do now. This was out of their league. Most of the heroes couldn't even reach the dragon to hit him, and Tubes's magic blasts didn't seem to be doing much at all. Dredge Dragon would just continue breathing fire on them, and they'd soon run out of tables to hide under, and then what? Down below the tides were turning as well. The massive earth beasts the heroes were fighting began to combine with each other. They would literally walk into each other and smash together and double in size. And then again and again they kept combining and growing until the beasts were 20, 30, 50 feet tall. They were turning into giants. Even with the help of the goblins and Lucas's lightning sword, they were losing ground and would need to retreat soon. Momo looked at Tubes from underneath their burning tables. She watched him reach into his cloak and pull out a ball. The Oracle Stone. Tubes was hesitant to use it. She wasn't sure of its power, and she saw what it did to Captain Gruber, how it corrupted him and drove him mad. But here, there was no choice. She knew it. They were all backed into a corner, and there was no way out. Momo tossed the ball toward her. It clinked on the stone floor and went right to Tubes. She grabbed it and immediately felt its power. Her hair stood on end, and her eyes went white with magic. Tubes crawled out from under the table and climbed on top of it. The flames didn't hurt her at all and didn't seem to burn her clothes either. 
the oracle stone shined a pure white light, so bright that Momo and the ninjas had to shield their eyes. Tubes lifted into the air to get face to face with the dredge dragon. Dredge had his head turned, briefly watching the other battle going on down on the ground. He noticed tubes elevating in the air up to him, just as her hand reached out to him. Beams of white light shot out from her fingertips and right into the massive dragon. He screeched in pain, obviously surprised that anyone could hurt him so badly. Dredge Dragon used his huge wings to maneuver out of the way of Tubes's blasts, and they began battling up in the sky. Momo motioned to the clown ninjas and yelled, Let's get out of here! He knew there was nothing they could do to help Tubes. She was on her own up there fighting the dragon with the oracle stone. Momo and the ninjas rushed down the stairs and out of the castle as fast as they could and began battling the earth beasts with everyone else. The battle in the skies was fierce and epic. The blasts that Tubes and the dragon were casting were so powerful that those fighting on the ground could feel it. Dredge Dragon was desperate now. He knew that if Tubes continued to fight him with the Oracle Stone, she would soon defeat him. He saw it in her hands. And using all his power, he zoomed a magic laser right from his eyes, right into the stone. A red, hot ray of evil shot from his eyes right into the Oracle Stone that Tubes was holding. Tubes now felt the stone get hotter and hotter and vibrate. And for just a second, she swear she could hear laughter coming from the stone. And then it exploded. A big, white gleam of magical power shot out of the stone and knocked Tubes back down to the castle laboratory. Thick white smoke swirled out of the broken oracle stone. Dredge Dragon had no idea what was going on, and he continued to hover in the air. A figure emerged from the smoke, floating in the air. It was a woman wearing long, flowing robes. This ghostly figure turned her attention to Dredge. Then she grew to match his size. Dredge Dragon spewed forth more white-hot fire, and it went right through this woman in robes, like she wasn't even there. The robed woman laughed a shrill cackle and pushed both her hands out toward the dragon. An overwhelming blast shot out, a thick, powerful blast of magic that was like a waterfall shooting out of her hands. It pushed Dredge Dragon back and back, until he was out over the ocean, and then farther and farther out and away from the castle. The heroes could see Dredge Dragon try and fight back and move away, but it was like he was stuck. He was helpless. And it all seemed to be effortless for the robed woman. She wasn't even breaking a sweat. Soon her magic blast slowed and faded away, and Dredge Dragon was gone. He didn't fall into the ocean, he wasn't blasted off into the distance. He was just gone. And then all of his earth beasts fell to the ground harmlessly, and the battle scene suddenly became quiet. Many of the heroes sat down on the ground, exhausted from battle. They looked up at this magical creature who burst forth from the oracle stone. 
They were all relieved. Momo and Tubes were glad they decided to use the Oracle Stone. Maybe with this new magical being on their side, they could finally have a little peace in the valley. Tubes, from the top of the castle, stood up and called out to the woman, You saved us! And then the skies darkened. The woman floating above them all in white robes looked down at Tubes. Her eyes turned red, and her robes changed color. It was like someone poured red and black paint down her dress. And as her gown stopped glowing and became red and black, the valley all around them became dark and windy and rainy. The clouds suddenly became thick and gray and brown and swirled around and around. It began to rain and lightning and thunder cackled in the distance. Not a ray of sun shone down, and the grass went brown and the leaves fell from the trees. This magical woman in robes floated down to Tubes. She hovered above Tubes and the castle, and she said, It is you who saved me, little witch. I've been trapped in that stone for centuries, and now, now I am free, and this place, this place is mine. I am now your witch queen. <laughs> the creature lifted her hands to the sky, and lightning shot from her fingers and filled the clouds. She then looked up and surveyed the valley. Her eyes rested on the dark mountains off in the distance, and everyone watched as she flew to the top of the dark mountains, and the clouds there filled with lightning and darkness and storms. Are you kidding me? said Momo. We got rid of one bad guy and released a totally new, more powerful bad guy? This stinks. The heroes were flabbergasted. They didn't know what to think. It had been such a wild day. The battle had been raging, and now it was nearly nighttime. Everyone gathered into Dredge's empty castle, tired, hungry, confused. Well, that's just ridiculous, said Tubes. I don't even know what to say. I guess we head back to the academy and... Wait, Amelia! In all the hubbub, Tubes forgot about Amelia, the main reason they came here in the first place. She's outside, said Tatiana, remembering her amazing trick shot. She ran outside with Tubes and showed her where Amelia hung from the side of the castle in her cage. Can some of you goblins climb up there real quick and get that cage down, carefully? Tubes asked some goblins, standing nearby. Goblins were really good climbers, and they had her down in no time. Tubes held Amelia in her hands. She was tired and injured, but she would be fine in time. Did we just release a super-powerful witch queen who's cast a darkness all over the valley and declared herself ruler of us all? Is that what just happened? Amelia asked. Tubes chuckled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that totally just happened. Let's get you to the academy where you and the other mist fairies can rest. Tubes carried Amelia all the way back to the academy, joined by everyone else, even the goblin horde. 
The Dark Mountain was normally their home, but they could see, even from far away, the Queen Witch had taken over that place now. They didn't dare return. Not now, anyway. Everyone returned to the Academy tired and defeated. Too tired to begin planning their next move. They all slept restlessly, with images of the evil Queen Witch interrupting their dreams. The end. What an incredible bummer. It looked for a minute like our heroes had that one all sewn up. But instead, there's a new scourge that's taken over the valley. Hopefully, one day, the valley will return to its former glory, and they can wrest control away from the Queen Witch. But it won't be easy, and it won't happen anytime soon. In the meantime, remember to hit up the store on the website and download those free Mad Libs. Have some fun with those, everyone. Thanks for listening. Adios.